The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. My brain is so fucked up right now. What happened? Because I'm annoyed at Hulu, obviously. Mm I'm just going to be honest with our listeners. I just tried to finish this Salt Lake City episode before we record because we have a shortened week. We, everybody's busy with work. Our scheduling is a recording schedule a little bit different. Anyway, I tried to watch Salt Lake City. Hulu yeah. put in too many commercial breaks. So full disclosure, we didn't want. I didn't watch the last three minutes of the episode. Which um, means, um, but my brain were- was fried from the yeah. actual lunch. Yeah, how amazing was it? This episode was pretty good. It gave so much. I've never written this many notes. Yes, and so if you missed the last three minutes, that's fine. It'll be recapped next week. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, that's true. (laughs) Because we have so much to talk about the first 57 minutes of it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, before we get into Salt Lake City, do you want to talk about the Real Houses of New Jersey trailer? Yes. What did you think? Oh, my God. What happened to Turks and Caicos Teresa? The nice Teresa. What happened? She lost it. I think Teresa is somebody who like as soon as she's around certain people, her defenses just go up and then she's just like, fuck everyone. Like, I don't trust anybody. She doesn't trust anybody on the show. It's like she's at a job that she hates. Like she said at the end of Ultimate Girls Trip, this is the first time I've enjoyed being on television. Yeah. She does not like being on New Jersey, but I think she recognizes that like that's the biggest paycheck she has. So she has to keep doing it. Right. I think she also, she is so old school that the minute she has a man in her life, she gets into this mindset of I'm going to protect him whatsoever. Everybody's coming for him. That's true. Uh, Everybody is coming for my relationship. I'm going to be fighting all these women off and I'm going to be fighting these women who are 
talking ill of, of him and all of that. She just gets so defensive even before you open your mouth. She just assumes that you're going to attack her relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what she does. Now, having said that, I don't know what Marge said. Marge yeah. may be crossing the line here. That's a new relationship and we all are looking at Louis sideways. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to give him you have to give him enough time to make some mistakes before you can say, well, yeah, that's what I thought of him when I first met him, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the beef is between Marge and Teresa. I guess it is also that, like, Teresa literally made Danielle pull Marge's hair. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, there's all of that, right? Right, right, um, right. Obviously, Marge and Teresa are not actually real-life friends. Right. And Marge and Jen have, like, a big feud. Now, the trailer is always the same in New Jersey. Yeah. It's always the same shit, right? It's always, yeah. like marriage infidelity crying woo partying at the shore and then fighting right it's always the same thing i am excited to see gia get in the mix because she's an adult now and guys now that gia's in the mix we can talk about her okay if you want to get on tv right then people are going to have things to say about you yeah yeah waking up in the morning thinking about gia (laughs) in the morning thinking about Gia. Dolores and uh, Jackie are going to get into it, which seems very exciting. Um, But I did. That's for very, very different reasons. You're excited by looking at how hot Dolores is. That's what you're excited about. It's not the feud itself. Like, Dolores looks hot. Dolores looks hot. She looks so good. This bitch is aging backwards. I mean, I know her doctor is the best. We got to go to her doctor that's in Maryland. We got to go to him. Yeah. I mean, Dolores is bringing out the bi in Nora. Yeah, it is. She's really sparking my queerness, which, you know, it's like a late in life discovery for me. But yeah, Um, yeah, there's a scene of like Dolores getting in Jackie's face. I was like, Dolores got that close to me. I would I'd be like, are we going to kiss? Because that's what I would want to do. But also in the news recently was that Dolores has a new boyfriend. She broke up with David and now she is with this new man and she posted a picture of him. And she said, my favorite lifeguard. And it went all over the internet. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to roll into a segment we thought about once called Good Tweet, Bad Tweet. <laughs> I woke up this morning to <laughs> that random tweet. And then I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, this is hilarious. And I'm going to text Nora. The first thing at 630 in the morning, I'm texting Nora. <laughs> Yeah. Waking up in the morning thinking about so many things. This not one of them. Yeah. So we what happened. (laughs) We get this tweet that some company calls some publication, online publication called the New York Banner, featured one of our tweets in an article. And the article is called R-O-N-J. Dolores Catania is seeing someone new after her divorce, which is so weird that they wrote after her divorce from David. Like, first of all, she was never married to David. So right. this website is dumb. But so she they posted all this stuff about like she met a new guy via a mutual friend. So Dolores has a new boyfriend, some guy named Joe. He's a, a, a lifeguard. Of course. Oh, his, his name, name is Paul. Is his name Paul? is Paul. Yeah, okay. sorry. <laughs> Polly or Joey? Yes, of course. That's it. That's all they mean. Polly, Tony, Joey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So 
Paul is his name. And then they posted a bunch of tweets being like reactions from Real Housewives, New Jersey, Catania, seeing someone new. Like this is such a stupid article. But again, they keep writing her divorce from David. Right. So all these tweets are about like, oh, finally, I didn't like David. Um, I'm so happy. She looks so good. A gorgeous queen. And then they tweeted our tweet, which is not a compliment. <laughs> it's not a compliment. Like, does Dolores know? <laughs> Somebody because when they said that, when I saw that first tweet from the publication, I thought, oh, they picked up on your tweet about kissing her. Yes. Like, you, she's so hot. And yes. I thought, well, it's it, still, it's kind of odd to put that into this article, which is about her finding a new boyfriend. But I thought, okay, at least it's a compliment. That's the <laughs> one complimentary thing that I remember very recently. And this happened yesterday. You tweeted that out yesterday. So I was like, okay, they, they already picked that up. That's awesome. And then I scrolled down and this old tweet of yours, <laughs> which was not a compliment at all. I tweeted this. And not, which... It wasn't It wasn't not a compliment to Dolores. It was about the guy. Yeah. So I <laughs> tweeted about this guy. Somebody posted, oh, it's official, Dolores Catania and her new boo. And it was this picture of this guy, right? And so I retweeted it and I said, I'm sorry. But that's some Jersey Shore James Corden dupe because he looks like James Corden in the picture. Okay. Yeah. And like so James I- Corden on Jersey Shore on the show Jersey Shore. Yeah. James Corden on the show Jersey Shore doing carpool karaoke driving down the turnpike. Okay. Right. In that's- a muscle shirt. In a muscle shirt. In a muscle shirt. This is not a compliment. So I don't know if, if this quote unquote publication does not know who James Corden is. he's not a heartthrob (laughs) also i said i'm sorry which is not nice like (laughs) what i'm not sorry Uh, good tweet bad tweet (laughs) (laughs) it was actually my tweet was a good tweet their pickup on our tweet was a bad tweet somebody is not reading like this is some intern that was like i don't know i just i have to make this i'm just gonna throw it on yeah (laughs) um but you know i have some off the record tea that i'll have to spill later the way that juan dixon is known throughout maryland this gentleman is known throughout new jersey Ooh, new jersey knows what new jersey knows i was like wait you have one dixon tea that i don't have no 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 no, 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 no. okay okay no 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 i've got some you know Mm. basically uh he's maybe like a louis i don't know Oh, is that Harry Dubin? He's not a Harry Dubin. These gals from Real Housewives of New Jersey don't necessarily have the best track record of being with the best dudes. So, yes. If you can have a family with somebody like fucking Frank Catania, mm-hmm. your standards for yourself are maybe not that high. Hmm. Yeah. So what I hope Dolores. Saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? I can't. I cannot say. It, it, I've you already said. Too much. So you did all this, and you're not going to share the tea? No, I can't. Oh my god! Why do you even bring it up? Now I'm mad for all of our listeners. I'll share it on our Patreon. <laughs> I'm just trying to collect money so that we can get Dolores faces with that plastic surgeon in Maryland that these mm-hmm. girls are going to. Yeah, the tea better be good if it's going to be on Patreon. Oh, it's going to be good. Okay. Yeah. The, okay. And this is about Dolores's new guy. Is okay. That what you're yeah, we we can talk about this anymore no more listen you're such a tease this is this is making me angry i will tell you yes listeners i am mad too at noor right now i don't know why you're mad i'm gonna tell you literally as soon as we stop recording (laughs) but i can text you right now 
Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about rehearsals of Salt Lake City. So much happened. Mm-hmm. Jenny, Meredith, and Lisa meet. It's very stupid. I don't care about it. Everybody's looking at Jenny like, are we still talking about the sister-wife storyline? Like, right. do you realize how dumb this is? Yeah. Even, like, Lisa almost started snickering when she started saying, oh, oh that's your storyline? <laughs> not <laughs> Yeah, and also Jenny also, I feel like, is looking at them every time they bring it up to be like, we don't need to keep talking about this guy's like, somebody got arrested on our cast. Like, yeah. we don't need to do this. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. And I was like, that whole scene with them having drinks and having fun and, you know, wearing a wig and all of that, I thought was, it was sweet. But I was like, where is this going? And then it went in the last few minutes yeah of the show. And exactly and then the yeah. last like 30 minutes of the show are literally the fever dream the yeah. i felt like i was on shrooms like whitney <laughs> jen meets with lisa after uh-huh. weeks of trying to get in touch with lisa and jen tells us that she and lisa used to talk for 3.2 hours a day are they recording a podcast because why are they talking for three and a half well, hours a like, day like where did she come from 3.2 hours a day <laughs> Yeah, what's the calculation there? Yeah. Was Jen looking over her phone records? Is that why she knows how much? (laughs) Does she have an app that tells her how many, like in fraction of a second, what, how many? (laughs) You know, it does add up to her primary business, which is scamming Mm -hmm. people on the phone that she would have access to equipment that would measure that. Yeah, some kind of software that tells you how much effort have you put into this client? How many hours on average have you put into this client? Exactly. Lisa says that she needed time to process what was going on before she could talk to Jen, but she was already mad at Jen because Jen blew up on Lisa about the COA stuff. Let me talk a little bit about that. So Jen comes there to talk about herself Mm -hmm. and Lisa clearly comes there and saying, nope, it's going to be about me. So Lisa comes there and I was taken aback by the tears or um, the four tears that seemed to be coming from Lisa. I was like, well, Lisa, why are you getting so emotional about something here? I didn't quite get it, but it bothered Jen so much that I loved every bit of it. I was yes. like, ah, don't let Jen talk about her voice me. But Lisa's going to be like, yeah, you got arrested and on a federal charge and you may be going away for a long, long time. But what about me? Yeah, pretty much. And my little party and the nasty email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The na- the nastograms that like Jen sent yeah. her. You know, it's funny. I wrote down Lisa isn't wrong here, but also anybody in a scene with Jen is not yeah. wrong. Most yeah. except for Heather. Heather yeah. is always wrong when she's with Jen because she's like, "Oh yeah, girl, I'm here for you. No worries. Yeah, yeah we're good." Yeah, oh, the Heather and Jen scene it annoyed me so much. Because not only is Heather saying, no, I'm here until you're proven guilty. I'm going to be there for you and help you. And then she's like, if you are proven guilty, then I'll be there to help you come out of... What? Yeah, it's insane. Are you saying that you would not be upset that your friend is lying to you right now? It's not about redemption of somebody who's guilty and you want to forgive them. It's about them not being apologetic right now. Right now, Heather, Jen is pulling the wool over your eyes because she's saying she's not guilty when she is. How would you be able to go back to Jen and be forgiving if she is lying to you right now? It's not even like Jen is pulling the wool over Heather's eyes. Heather is requesting for Jen to 
knit her a beautiful wool blanket that Heather can then choose to put over her head because these are choices Heather makes because later on she has a scene with her brother Tyler and we learned that her brother also left the Mormon church. He was like inspired by Heather to start doing research. He wrote Heather a letter telling her that he had left the church and Heather, much like she did with her fucking sister, just didn't reach out to her brother afterwards. Like Heather is a shitty sister. I have a feeling that with Heather, if Heather's husband never left her, she would have remained Mormon for the rest of her life. She would have never looked into it. She would have never changed her mind. So this whole thing of like, oh, I had this sudden epiphany that I need to start looking into stuff and I need to start researching and I need to decide what's good for me. That's not something Heather does. Heather only does some things when she is pushed into a corner. So even with Jen, she's like going to ride it out with Jen until Jen is literally locked up behind bars, shanking people for an extra meal in jail. There's a nuance in the Heather story that you and I haven't talked about. What's that? When her niece and nephew left the church, when her brother left the church, they always talk about it as them leaving the church. When Heather talks about it, she talks about she being ostracized mm. from the church. Mm. So it's not, Heather doesn't talk about it as leaving the church. Heather always says, I was ostracized. I was thrown out. I was, you know, removed from the church and my family disowned me. She always talks about it as something that happened to her, not that something that she uh, made happen. She did not make that choice. This happened to her. So if nothing had happened, she would have been happy to be in the cult. She, if she, yeah. if the cult now comes back and says, "Okay, we forgive you. You can be back in the fold," she would happily go back. Happily. That's where she's coming from. And when she didn't respond to her brother, it was because she is like, she is overwhelmed with guilt that. Her story is inspiring more people to leave the faith and she is feeling guilty about it. She's feeling guilty. Yeah. She doesn't feel, oh, I'm so happy that I am able to help them. She doesn't feel the joy of that. She feels like, what did I, did I do this to them? They were perfectly fine. Now they are also going to suffer like me. Yeah, that's true. She's not happy with her decision. That's That's the problem here. That's true. Yeah, I, I think it's such a good point. But it's such a it's such an insight into the type of person Heather is. And you know mm-hmm. what? Heather's not really a person I want to fuck with. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. We yeah. see Jen's family celebrating Ramadan. Now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was very excited to watch this. I had gotten many messages being like, yeah. did you see it yet? Did you see it yet? Yeah. As a Muslim, mm-hmm. fantastic to see Muslims praying together, celebrating Ramadan together. It was really nice to see, right? It mm-hmm. was lovely to see that kind of representation. It was lovely to see people practicing the way they practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish it wasn't Jen because I believe that Jen Shah uses her black husband and her Muslim family like mm-hmm. props. She uses yes. them as, you know, uh, accessories. Mm-hmm. I'll, everybody like cracked up about her saying assalamu alaikum bitches last year and i fucking hated it i really mm-hmm. hated it i've always mm-hmm. hated it she's not a real person she collects mm-hmm. people and personalities like accessories like bags mm-hmm. like yeah. things that she can use to be interesting but there's yeah. nothing interesting about you if you're not an actual authentic person 
And also, right. the wig that she wore was insane. Mm-hmm. But I know, I realized later on watching the episode why she had that wig on. This scene where they're doing Ramadan was filmed after the lunch with the ladies. So I don't mm. actually think that it was the end of Ramadan. I think that was a fake scene. Because Jen is no. sitting with, yeah, because Jen is sitting with Coach and I it zooms in on her hand. She's wearing a jade bracelet. Yeah. All of the women at Jenny's Spa Lunch got jade bracelets. Oh, from Jenny? From Jenny. Oh, I As party that. favors. Oh, I, I didn't. I don't think that. they showed them getting them. But if you yeah. look around the table at the lunch, they're all wearing jade bracelets, oh, which is, wow. you know, an Asian thing. Yeah. So Jen is filming this scene in quote unquote Ramadan. I don't think it's actually fucking Ramadan. I shouldn't say yeah. that. I guess I can. I'm Muslim. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. There's also this like split second where coach is like, all right, guys, come on. It's time to eat. Time to eat. Come on, guys. Come on. And he kind of like pulls on Omar's arm to go and eat. And Omar kind of grimaces like, I don't fucking want to do this. And coach looks at the camera. Yeah. It's so fake. It's all of it. It's so fake. So I think she's wearing a wig because she must have had her hair done a particular way. Oh, that she didn't it want to. It was sitting a little higher. It felt like a bouffon from the 70s. It was a horrible wig. <laughs> it made no sense. A lot sense of people liked it. Wearing... They said that she looked the best in this wig. But, oh, God. Um, no. Yeah. It felt like it was sitting on top of something else. It did feel that way. It felt a little high. But nobody mentions Ramadan. Yes. That time. Yes. They are just doing a prayer yes. and there's food afterwards. It didn't look like Ramadan food, which is slightly festive food or whatever. I mean, it doesn't it have to like be regular Ramadan food. food. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, because she said it was the end of Ramadan. Yeah. It was not definitely not Eid because it wasn't like festive food. It was like yeah. regular everyday food. Yeah, also and, none of, and the kids, who, none of them were talking about. I know from having a lot of Muslim friends, when you are breaking fast, that's all you can talk about. It's like, oh, I'm going to eat. What yeah. is there to eat? Yeah. And none of the kids look like hungry or they want to eat or anything of that sort. According to the timeline, she had met with, who did she meet with? Lisa. 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 Earlier in the day then. Mm-hmm. Right? Earlier er, earlier in the episode, yeah. She yeah. also met with Lisa. Yeah. So I think that this uh, that particular scene just felt super staged to me. It felt like mm-hmm. it was, okay, well, we have to throw Jen a bone to get her to come film again. So let's just do this so that we can mm-hmm. kind of put a button on it. I have a feeling yeah. that it was – here's another theory. Mm-hmm. I think this was something that probably Coach asked her to do. To say, uh-huh. we need to film something like this so that our family doesn't come off poorly. I have never seen Coach being so eager to film. Yes. And say certain things. Yes. He literally drags her down. Yes. And when they are sitting and talking, Coach is more distressed about her situation than she seems to be. Yes. She is in full makeup, no emotions, just yep staring back at him and nodding with no expression on her face while he looks distressed and he's like we need to downsize we need to think about it we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it when he's talking about how much money it's going to take to keep her out of jail he's like we have the full force of the federal government that we have to fight honey he seems to have so much more anxiety about it all she is talking about is how can i paint myself into a victim now, I thought it was going to be a one million. Now I have to figure out two million. I don't know how I'm going to get that. Yeah. She, all she cares about is that and painting herself into a victim. 
Yeah. It was kind of interesting to watch their faces and how they looked and how they approached the same problem. Coach was definitely shit scared. And I don't think Jen still realizes. Like, I think Jen thinks she's going to skate through. I don't think that Coach is actually scared. I think that that was all fake. I think all of it is fake. I don't trust them anymore. I don't. Mm -hmm. It was a fake conversation. It was fake Ramadan. It was a prayer for the cameras. A lot of it just felt like, even last episode, right? It was like, oh, we're going to sit down and eat. Let us pray together before we start eating. We've seen Mm -hmm. them eat before. Yeah. It just, again, it feels like to me that they're leaning into God. And, you know, I'm sure people do this. But they're leaning into God now that they're in trouble. And they're also, again, using it like a prop. And as a Muslim, that I find it kind of offensive. I mean, mm. I find it offensive as a Muslim, but at the same time, yeah. I cannot tell another Muslim how to use their religion, right? So if that's how they want to use it, that's how they want to use it. It's just a bummer that this is how it's being shown because it's just like, I wish it was anybody fucking else. Like it, mm. it just felt really inauthentic. And it is yeah. inauthentic because Jen Shaw is like the most inauthentic person I have seen on Bravo since probably Erica Jane. Oh, I agree with everything. Yeah. yeah. Lisa and Whitney meet uh, just to talk about how Robert Sr. and Mary are bad people, but just mm-hmm. sort of to like align on their feelings about what's going on with Mary. And I want to take a moment to talk about um, these white ladies talking about Mary. They keep talking about Mary stealing money, taking money, using funds in, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, inappropriately, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they keep talking about it to say, well, it's important for us to focus on this now because of everything that we've now learned about our quote unquote friend, Jen Shaw. Yeah. It's confusing because later on Whitney is like, you know, I need to give Jen grace. And it's like, but you're not giving Mary any grace, right? Mm-hmm. And Mary yeah. is super fucking problematic. But mm-hmm. I had a really interesting conversation with Taria from mm-hmm. what else is going on. Yeah. She pointed out how messed up it is that people are quick to call Mary a criminal, are including ourselves. We made jokes about it last yeah. week. Yeah. Criminal, Mary stealing, these women sitting around talking about Mary stealing, right? Mm-hmm. We have to also think about the implication of of all of this. I heard a lot of people say, like, why are you guys saying Mary is stealing when she's not, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, that's semantics. Who cares? Yes. Who cares? Yes. Like, meh, she's stealing. She's not stealing. She's a criminal. She's immoral. To me, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. But for Black people who have been accused for their entire existence in this country of doing mm-hmm. things that they didn't do, mm-hmm. being accused of theft especially is mm-hmm. when they have not stolen Mm-hmm. is a huge deal and it yeah. has a massive impact and it's a it's a major trigger and it's something mm-hmm. that me as a non-black person i didn't recognize i thought mm-hmm. well, it's all the same yeah right they're yeah. all crooks same here i didn't quite i didn't get that difference that nuance of it yeah, yeah. but there is yeah. a nuance right yeah there is a there is a reason why it's all kind of messed up and it's i think that's also why meredith keeps kind of shying away from calling Mary out on things because Meredith is very aware of the optics of these white women sitting around talking about this black woman, right? Mm, To a fault because Meredith also won't even call out Mary about talking shit and lying. Yeah. Or being a racist herself. Or being being a racist racist herself. Yeah. But in terms of what is Mary doing, is Mary doing things that are technically illegal? Perhaps not. Yeah. Is Mary doing things that are immoral? Perhaps, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is Mary greedy? Yeah, she is. She has an entire house of things that she's done nothing with. She doesn't donate any of it. 
Right. Is Mary manipulative? Yes. Yes. Uh, the point being that, you know, I wasn't thinking about the black church and the black experience yes. being, you know, in the church where donating to to the church or giving back to the to the pastor and all of that is part and parcel of the church experience and there's and that's true for many religions even even in the muslim religion you have a certain percentage that you have to give back yeah. to the community and there's like rules and all of that that people follow there's a difference between Cameron saying Mary and her husband when they need money they come and beat down on yeah. their parishioners and won't stop until they get that money. From that perspective, that's terrible. Yeah. But Cameron mortgaging his house and giving to Mary is still free will. Yes. He was still willing to do that. And he did it. At the end of the day, Mary did not come and hold his hand and put the signature on the deed. Yes, right? correct. He did that. It's his word against hers as to whether he felt compelled to give money or he was forced to give money or whatever, right? So at this point, we can't quite tell the difference. But if Cameron's account of it is true, then Mary's definitely immoral and what she's doing is terrible. If Mary's account is true, she's not doing anything illegal out of the norm for a black church. So it's perfectly fine. And you know, going in that that's what you're going to be doing mm -hmm. and you're accepting of it. So that's actually okay. So you we don't know one way or the other. What I base my adjudication of Mary, <laughs> judgment of Mary, is that from her behavior on the show that is clouding my vision when yeah. I'm talking about this particular issue of money. My viewpoint of Mary is that she's greedy, she's a hoarder, she is manipulative, she can be nasty. We've watched her talk to operationers, and she can be nasty about it. She is delusional and she may have multiple personalities. Yeah. And she she's a liar. There are multiple yeah. times when she's a liar and she's a racist. So all of that combined makes her to be a really bad person that I don't think has anything godly in her. Yes. So for me, when I think about that, I kind of side with Cameron on that. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of leaning towards what Cameron said is probably true. Yeah. But I do understand. I understand what, what is triggering Taria is. And it's unfortunate, really, because for Taria to have a black pastor, woman pastor on the show, for you to have a Muslim person on the show and for both of these people to have something troubles troublesome, they have a troublesome past and they have some issues and all of the white women are coming off as holier than thou yeah. and they are, they are picking on them is kind of distressing very like the way the and i'm i keep thinking like from a minority perspective to see that on screen is quite distressing yes. for us like we wish we wish the first, the muslim person on on the show represented true muslims right all and, we have is golnessa and jentra <laughs> yes <laughs> It's kind of hard. It's like you're not given the grace that you could get all the other white criminals on TV get. Yeah. It becomes difficult because people of color are often treated like a monolith, right? Yes. And white people get the opportunity to have so much different representation that people get to de decide. Like, mm -hmm. Jen, you know, Lisa mm -hmm. Barlow is Lisa Barlow and Whitney is Whitney. Like, we mm -hmm. get to decide who they are as individuals, mm -hmm. whereas people like Mary get coupled mm -hmm. in with. And we're not saying we're doing that, obviously. Mary is her own kind of unique 
kind of mm-hmm. crazy. But mm-hmm. we then make judgments about the kind of church she runs, right? Yeah. We then, people can look at somebody like Jen and say, oh, well, she's Muslim, so she might be doing stuff like this. So it just, it becomes yeah. difficult. And that is yeah. a part of it that is difficult. But yeah. I think that, I, I want to just disclaimer that my thoughts about Mary are a definite reflection of the shit that I'm saying, seeing on camera, which is mm-hmm. seeing on the show, which is what you just pointed out, where like, mm-hmm. she's not nice. She sends nasty mm-hmm. grams. And also- mm-hmm. Mary says things and she doesn't remember that she said them. So right. it's very much possible that the stuff that Cameron is saying where he said, you know, she did this, she did that, she convinced us to do X, Y, and Z. Those things are very much possible that those things did happen. But Mary just doesn't recognize the weight of her actual words. She doesn't recognize that. And so yeah, and she, she probably thinks this is how my grandma talked and it was fine. You listen to her. And I, this is how I do. And yeah. you can either take it or leave me, leave the church. Exactly. And she is like very quick to do that. And for whatever reason, these folks have been attracted to her church. They need the affirmation from her and she's withholding. And that makes them think that maybe, you know, they see others in the church. It's peer pressure too, right? If you're in the church and you're seeing your neighbor sitting next to you, giving money and not being upset about it. And then everybody looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you giving more money? Mm -hmm. And that becomes more like a peer pressure situation where your social group is this church. And now you're being ostracized. You are being, you're standing out as the odd one out. That's the mentality that plays into all of this. So I do understand how that can happen and how Mary may not may be taking advantage of it and not even realizing that she's doing it because she is not a person that thinks about others anyway. She's so self-centered that she's not thinking about it. She doesn't even know it's happening. It's like rich people, you know, they're living their life, but they don't realize that that's not how 98% of us live. Right? Yes, yeah, she's they don't out even of touch. Realize. They're like, don't you have a butler? What about yeah. your butler? You know, yeah, that kind she's, of Mary is out of touch. And one thing yeah. I can say for sure about Mary is that Mary, if Mary says that I don't believe that Cameron mortgaged his house and gave us $300,000, mm-hmm. it's very much possible that Mary would not know that information to be true or not. Yeah. I believe that Mary has absolutely zero idea how to use an ATM. If Mary mm-hmm. one day said, I went to the bank for the first time in 20 years, I would believe believe her because Mm -hmm. Mary is that person like I wouldn't be surprised if Mary heard that about Cameron asked Robert Sr. and Robert Mm -hmm. Sr. said no that never happened and Mary said okay Mary doesn't know how finances work like Mary is not somebody who is aware of what her church is doing and Mary is barely aware of herself so it's likely that she is saying her truth but her truth in her mind dismisses a lot of things that actually did happen right Mm -hmm. and that i mean that's still lying and it's still not being a great person so we get to this fall lunch at the international Mm -hmm. peace gardens Mm -hmm. i don't understand the timeline of this again it looks like it's about two months after because she got arrested march 30th there were leaves on the trees like it was springtime it was springtime so she got arrested march 30th yeah ramadan ended in mid-may so if we are to assume that all of yeah. this happened after Ramadan, right? Then it's summer. Then it's now, we're talking about late May, early June yeah. that this yeah. thing was filmed. Yeah. And there's so many good people on the internet that will like go back and scroll through and find like the time that Whitney posted that outfit, you know, and you can like good figure out. people with a lot of time on the head. I mean, I'm people. Me, yeah. I'm the people. Because <laughs> I will do it. 
If I if I if I wasn't struggling to finish the episode, then I would have actually done that. But they all get there. Meredith is upset that yeah. Jen is there, but she decides that she is not going to engage. And Meredith, for the most part, for the rest of the episode, barely engages. Mm-hmm. Mary comes late and she greets Jen right away. Mm-hmm. And then she proceeds to say a bunch of real fucked up shit to Jenny. Mm-hmm. Because they say, Jenny tried on a blonde wig. And Mary says, you do have yellow tones. Mary is very self-conscious of how she dresses, okay? Yes. she She's already walking into this luncheon. And she's like, oh, it's in the park. And I have to walk this far. Yeah. I should have worn different shoes. I should have. She's talking to herself. And she's already second-guessing what she's wearing, what she's doing, and all of that. As she's coming in, she's already late. She hates being there. She needs Charlinda in her life. Yeah. Because Robert Sr. doesn't know who the Balmain, where the Balmain coat is or what grommets are. Yeah, he's he's like, whatever. He hates her. He hates her. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then she comes up and she sat sits down when somebody comments. I forget who it was, but they comment on her blonde hair. Yeah. They said this blonde hair looks Lisa. good on you. Lisa, Lisa says, says your blonde that. looks good on you. Mary immediately, I could see that, oh, she's not going to like it. She, she doesn't it. like anybody pointing out anything about her clothing or anything. Even if it's a compliment, she doesn't take it as a compliment because she's so self-conscious about it. Yeah. And when she hears that, and you know she's sensitive about her hair from after the first um, season, she's very up, uh, sensitive about how her hair looks. Yeah. The minute somebody says, your blonde hair looks good on you, Mary is like, fuck you. How yeah. dare you say that to me? Why are you commenting on my hair? She gets defensive about it, and that's why she immediately, for some reason, la- takes it out on Jenny. Oh, <laughs> my God, the way she takes it out. I don't think that Mary is taking it out on Jenny at that moment in a negative way. I don't think Mary is aware that saying things like, you have yellow tones, oh, she's aware. and I like the slanted eyes. I don't think, that, I, oh, I don't I think that Mary is that aware that those aware. are negative things to say to an Asian person. I disagree with you completely. Just as she, Mary, thinks it's inappropriate for Lisa to talk about her hair. She's uh, like, I am I will tell you how I feel. I will talk inappropriately about you and see how you feel. Oh, damn. I didn't think about that. That's Possible. how she's doing it. It's she's super like, fucked up. Uh, yeah, it's super fucked up. And she does it in an instant. She turns around and I was that's how I saw it I didn't see that oh Mary being dumb and Mary being innocent about it not knowing what she she meant it as a compliment no Mary was very manipulative in that moment Uh, to me that was the most telltale sign is like she didn't like anyone commenting on her appearance so now she's gonna pick on other people's appearance just what and then she just did it right away I was like she's not gonna like that how dare you mock me what I mocked you. He said, I didn't see it as, oh, she's innocent. Bitch, I don't talk like that, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't mocking you. I was mocking everybody in general. You're mocking everyone. I know, I know. Yes. Did I do a good job of you? (laughs) No, you didn't. I felt like Brian Cox mocking Sarah Snook in the succession finale. (laughs) I felt like like that's what you were. Okay. 
So Mary makes very, but I do agree that Mary is so manipulative because she makes very pointed decisions when she sits Mm -hmm. down, right? She sits down next to Heather and she immediately makes up with Heather and ignores Whitney. And then she Mm -hmm. doesn't just ignore Whitney, but Whitney says, everybody's being so fake nice to each other. And Mary says, Mm -hmm. is everyone being fake or is it just you? Yeah. So she has a gripe against Whitney. Yeah. She hates Whitney. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that Lisa and Heather have said the same exact things about Mary, mm-hmm. she hates Whitney and she's decided that she has no patience for Whitney. Whitney is her target and she doesn't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. So Jenny says, no, let's, you know what? Let's actually be honest with each other. Let's not be fake. And mm-hmm. Jen starts to open up about her arrest. And Mary, for some reason, starts to compliment Jen. Yeah. Jen says that she's completely oblivious. She doesn't understand why any of this is happening. And I will say this was hilarious that Mary was like, so they just randomly chose your name? Is this the TSA check? Is that what is happening? <laughs> Did they just pull you to the side because you were brown? You were brown? Is that what's happening? Is yeah. That- yeah. And when Jen gets cornered, she loves to squeeze out a fake tear. So she starts to do that. Yeah. And Whitney and Heather look at each other like, my God, what the fuck is happening? Jen is clearly lying. Yeah. And this is when like chaos erupts and everyone starts to scream and talk on top of each other because I think Jenny says something like, look, we were all talking about it, Jen. These girls sent me an article, which I would like to call out. When they were on the bus, Mm -hmm. Jenny said, what are you guys all reading? Can someone text me the article? Yes. And so Whitney says, yeah, sure, I'll send it to you. Yeah. And now Jenny is using that to be like, these girls sent me an article and I was reading it. Yeah. Which is like such, you know what, Jenny? That's great. That's how you get your snowflake. Yeah. And Whitney says... Well, everybody was talking. Let's not act like we weren't all talking. And Lisa says, I got a call from my lawyer. First, she says, I called my, uh, I got a call from my lawyer. And everybody's like, yeah, we were all talking shit. Everybody was talking shit. So they're all talking about who talked the most shit about Jen, except for Mary. Mary says, I didn't talk about you, Jen. And the editors say, that's a lie. And the results are in. You are a liar. Yeah. Um, The lie detector says that that was a lie. Yeah. It was so, uh, she's pretending to be Jen's friend. Yeah. I'm here for you. I want to help you redeem yourself. And she's seeing an opportunity. She's like, yeah, I could take Jen under my wing and see that I'm redeeming her. And that would improve my profile as a religious leader. At the same time, in uh, all her confessionals, she's like, yeah. She's a criminal. Yeah. Yes. I don't believe anything she says. Yeah. Throughout the episode, every time Jen thinks about the consequences of her own fucking actions, she starts Mm -hmm. to cry. So she opens up the waterworks again. Mary keeps asking questions and Lisa is responding for Jen. Mary does not like that Lisa is responding for Jen. And then Mary says something weird about Lisa eats too much candy. So her periods are bad. Like, this is what I mean about like Mary says shit. And I don't think she understands the words that she's saying. Like, I think she, she's like a, she's a, like a 16 year old with no filter. Like she just fucking says shit and it it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I didn't even catch that because they were all talking over each other at that point. I didn't even catch this part. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Mary and Lisa start going at each other. And then Mary calls out Lisa for talking shit about Mary. Essentially, there's a deflection that starts to happen. Jenny Mm -hmm. then snaps and calls out Mary for all the shit that she said about Jen and straight Mm -hmm. up calls her a liar. She's like, you lied. 
Yeah. You are lying. Mm-hmm. Let's not sit here and act like you didn't say shit about Jen. Yeah. And this is where like the manipulative part of Mary comes out. Mary and Meredith say we're leaving. They get up yeah. and they walk away. Mary says, I'm not going to be called a liar. Jen gets upset and she starts to walk away. And Mary, this is like where Pastor Mary comes in, right? This is like where mm-hmm. the first lady of the church comes in. She goes and she consoles yeah. her. She's like, yeah. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it 100% real with you. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Mary has these moments at her church a lot where she gets to be one-on-one with somebody and really feel like, make the other person feel like she's there for them. Despite her lying to them. Right, right, exactly. She even slips out that I hope you are not found innocent or something of that. She's like, why did I say that? Like, you're not found guilty. That's what I meant. Yeah. And you know. No, she says, I pray to God you're guilty. Instead of saying you're not guilty. Yeah. (laughs) And that was a Friday. I know you were praying that. Mary, we all know. And then Jen is so, Jen is like nodding her head and being so nice and being, putting up with that. And it's such a, you can tell Mary is being so fake in that moment. I was surprised by how much Jen was keeping quiet and listening to Mary. Jen was also being fake. I don't think that any of that was real. Jen was not being actually nice. Jen was not actually listening. Mm -hmm. Jen was just thinking to herself, let me get this one-on-one time, camera time. Yeah. Because I've all these whores have been filming and I haven't been filming with anybody except for my dumb husband with a stupid ass wig. So let yeah. me just film this scene with Mary. Mary says, I'll keep it real with you. You know, I keep it real with you, which is so funny because the editors put that right after Mary is telling us in the confessional. By the way, I think Jen definitely did it. She's yeah. totally guilty. Yeah. 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 She's like, I'm not even listening to the news. I'm not even looking at the news. I'm not seeking out news about you. But she was the one who was looking at news and talking to Robert Sr. about it. Exactly. No, she's lying to, through her teeth. It was also so fucked up that instead of confronting Jen and saying, Jen, did you do this? What is going on? Like they did in Beverly Hills. Yeah. In this case, the whole conversation was about, did we all talk about you or just one or two of you? About you? It was like <laughs> exactly. almost like... Hey, Jen, don't be mad at all of us because all of us didn't talk about you. Only these two talked about you. It was like they were all trying to kiss Jen's ass, even now. It was so weird. I was it like, was Why really just- weird. It's the same thing they did with Mary. It's the same mm-hmm. exact thing where they all talk shit about a person, then get together to have an honest conversation mm-hmm. about their feelings about a person, but then spend the entire time calling the other person out for talking shit. It's... Mm-hmm hilarious and so chaotic and i feel like it's like a it's something i haven't seen on tv in these shows before i've not seen this kind of craziness on a franchise this is uh, yeah this is a a brand new bravo trope that we are watching happen yeah and i love it i love it i I would love to see it on more things yeah you know, it was, it was so delusional. It's like they don't realize like you are all talking on camera, right? It's all going to come back out. You're going to you're saying in one scene, you're saying Jen is um, guilty. Mary is guilty. The very next scene, you're telling Mary and Jen that you don't think she's guilty. You are talking from both sides of your mouth, all of you. And Lisa finally gets mad at Meredith because Meredith is like, I'm not engaging in this anymore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Mm. Lisa finally says to Meredith, I'm mad at you for not calling Mary out about her lies. Yeah. Yeah. And this is great because Meredith (laughs) Meredith wants to walk away and Lisa's like, no, 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 no. Listen, it's not fair. It's not fair. And Meredith (laughs) says, you've been screaming for the last half hour and I just can't take it. 
Yes. But she does come back to the table afterwards and she's like, I'm doing this for Lisa. I'm here for Lisa. And she, I'm just going to sit here and watch. And I'm here for Lisa. But Heather is like, why are we even here? Meredith is angry at everybody. She's like, why would you treat, why would you go at Mary like that? Yeah. Why would you attack Mary? I'm like, why wouldn't you? And why would, you were there. Everybody was talking about Mary. Why wouldn't you bring it to her face? Mary came in hot. Mary came mm -hmm. in hot. She was late. She didn't like her outfit. She was mad at Robert Sr. She was mad at Charlinda for leaving her. Mm -hmm. She came in annoyed about her outfit. She didn't like that she was wearing what she was wearing at the park. She didn't like that she had to be at the park. She didn't like where she was seated. She didn't like that she had to look at Winnie's face. She didn't like that Lisa called out her wig. She didn't. She was already coming in hot. So when mm -hmm. Mary is trying to have a conversation with Jen, which by the way, I have a feeling that Mary thought that the event was put together by Jen Shaw and not by Jenny. I think so. I think she doesn't know the difference. Like when she gets a message and she's like, oh, Jen, okay. She well, doesn't. They have the same ish name, right? So I think like <laughs> that also, because when she was walking in, she was like, oh, okay, Jen, if you want to be at a park, don't ask everybody to wear formal outfits. So I don't yeah. think she knew which Jen she was coming to see yeah. because even yeah. when she got to the event, she went and hugged Jen Shaw first instead of saying yeah. hello to Jenny. Yeah. So I have a feeling that Mary didn't even know whose event she was at. Yeah. And then when she's trying to talk to Jen, so Lisa interrupts. And so that then she gets mad at that. She gets yeah. mad at Whitney saying everybody's being fake. Like, Mary has a negative reaction to every single thing that happens there. So it's like, it doesn't really matter what anybody says there. She's going to blow up on you regardless. Yeah. However, even if she had not come in hot, I don't think that Mary Cosby is somebody who would ever want to be called up for lying about something. She yeah. just won't. This episode's hero for me was Jenny because- yes. She not only called Mary for lying, called out Mary on her lies, but she also had to put up with Mary being so racist. But what bothered me was that nobody around the table, even Meredith, the super sensitive Meredith who is always right and who's standing up for Mary, doesn't realize how racist those comments from Mary were. Nobody calls her out on that. Yeah. I don't understand. It Well, one, I think nobody calls her out on it because I wouldn't be surprised if these women don't. I was shocked that Jen didn't call her out on it because Jen is yeah. Asian. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the other women didn't because they don't know that those are inappropriate things to say to an Asian oh. woman. Oh, my God. And I just want to call out that, like, we have to reuse the way we use the term racist here, right? Because Mary was saying racist things to Jenny. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that Mary was being racist to Jenny, right? Like, there is a – I believe that what Mary was doing were overt microaggressions that are macroaggressions, which – couple as racism but the act of being ra i don't know if mary actually i don't know if mary i, thinks I, I actually uh, disagree with you i think she knew exactly what she's doing she does this with the mexican she did it with the black right. comments and now she's doing with the asian comments it's Ma mary mary thinks she's superior to people superior. yeah yeah while simultaneously feeling inferior to white folks yes Yes, that's true. Right? That's true. She is like feeling superior to all minorities while simultaneously feeling inferior to her white coworkers, lashing out at them for not respecting her. Yeah. Because that's why she lashes out at Whitney all the time. Mm -hmm. It's because she does yeah. view some, she has a massive insecurity when she sees Whitney. Yeah. 
And I think these women are so afraid of coming off racist against Mary that they don't call her out on her racism. Exactly. Hey, speaking of racist, right before we Mm -hmm. wrap up the episode, I'm not watching Below Deck. Hey, apparently somebody said the N-word on Below Deck. (gasps) A white girl said the N-word on Below Deck and nothing was done. Oh, my God. What's wrong with Bravo? And uh, so there's, I guess, a black person on the cast mm-hmm. and a white potentially chief stew or somebody on the deck. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm yeah, not watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a white chief stew. There's a white, second stew is black, I think. And then there's a third stew. Yeah. So they said something like, uh, they said the N-word and then the black person called them out on it and said, hey, you said the N-word. And the white person said, oh, did I? I don't remember that. And nothing was done about it. I mean, Below Deck has always been a fucking trash show with, like, horrible people and a lot of, like, fucked up shit. But, yeah, I didn't – I'm not watching. So that's also why, like, we haven't talked about it at all. But, like, again, it's like (laughs) – you know, I'm watching. I'm watching Miami right now. I'm watching yeah. season two of Miami, and you know, there's like casual use of the R word. There's a lot mm-hmm. of derogatory comments. There's a lot of misogyny on the show. Right. Is a mm-hmm. lot of slut shaming on the show, and it mm-hmm. feels like Bravo was like, okay, we tried to be good for the year 2020, and now we're just gonna roll that back. We're yeah. just gonna go back to classic. Yeah, let bad people continue to be bad people. How many Bravo shows can we talk about where it's rampant? microaggressions and racism it's all of them all of them them. it's all of them if you see it on one show you're probably seeing it on another because the network is allowing this to happen the network is not being careful about certain things and what it should choose to encourage and what it should not i mean yes we watch it for the bad behavior because if you find it funny blah 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 but there's a line that these women are and men are crossing across the board when it comes to racism that bravo needs to have a tighter you know rein on they have to they have to be finding people when they say inappropriate things mary should have been reprimanded i think this other girl from below deck should have been reprimanded in some sort of way and that should have been made public because otherwise they are there's going to be continued use, continued abuse of this sort. All we have instead is Kenya scenes being removed because of her Native American costume and yeah. Bravo issuing an apology for that, but yeah. nothing yeah. else. And Bravo is still thinking that what they did with the Vanderpump Rules folks, the firing of Stasi, was enough. Yes. That's, that's sort of like a, a, a umbrella mea culpa for everything else. That yeah, I think the also there's... A- I think there's when it comes to even showing this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. For Jenny to have a reaction to that is absolutely warranted, right? Mm-hmm. And for Jenny to talk about it in the confessional, it's absolutely warranted. I just wish that if they're going to show that stuff, I need you to show what happens after. Because in real life, when you mm-hmm. have a, a situation like that happen, it's important to like close it up, right? It's important to mm-hmm. close on that conflict. It's important yeah. to sit and have that conversation. So, Unless there's a scene later on in the season where Jenny sits with Mary and explains it to her and calls her out mm-hmm. on it and like kind of yeah. like Kyle and uh, Garcelle with the money yes. thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it, unless you have a closure on it like that, it it leaves the viewers just with a lot of tension, a lot of aggression, a lot of triggered feelings. And so it's like if if you don't have that closure conversation, maybe just don't show it. 
don't show it on the show. Well, here's what here's what Bravo will do. The Garcelle and Kyle conversation happened during the season because the first incident happened during the reunion. Yeah. And that's why they had this they closed it in during the scenes in the subsequent season. But when something happens during the season, Bravo saves it for the reunion. Yeah. They don't that's want true. to close it in during the season. They want to keep it for Andy Cohen to manage it. But Andy's like the worst. horrible at this. He's horrible. He's not going to be, he's not going to hold Mary accountable for what she said. He's not going to use this as a teaching moment. He's not going to make a big deal of it. This is going to be another ratings thing where one question, um, sort of random beat around the bush answer, and he's going to be satisfied with it. That's what's going to happen. Well, yeah. I, speaking of reunions, I hope that Andy also calls out Teresa for throwing a drink at Margaret and says, uh, how is the way you react to people working out for you, Teresa? Like mm-hmm. he did with Candace. Yep. He's not going to because Teresa's mm-hmm. his favorite. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ugh. that's it for this episode. Guys, very yeah. exciting stuff for me. Okay. I'm I'm hopped up because I've been watching Miami. So Saturday episode, we're going to be talking about the new two episodes of Real Houses of Miami and OC. And I can't wait to tell you all of my feelings. Guys, Noor has finally discovered the goat of Bravo. Mama, Mama Elsa. Elsa. She's finally <laughs> discovered Mama Elsa. All right. What a magician. What a, what a magical person. I, uh, God, she rest was, in peace. She was rest in power. She was the best. She was the best. She was so good. All right, guys. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. Bye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat, come to Minnesota. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Some people call me cold, but it's not me. It's that Minnesota weather. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a model, but I'll never be your model minority. Samaj Bledson. The fun bus is here! And I'm driving on the turnpike! Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is.